And we are back. This is the NCR show. That's the No Chance Radio podcast. The number one streetwear and fashion podcast in the motherfucking world. Your source for truly factual, authentic, and first-to-market industry insider information that your favorite designer is barber or even weed man would even know about. I am your streetwear analyst and correspondent of the NCR Show. My name is Ryan, and alongside me is my guy, an AccuWeather forecaster for up-to-minute drip reports. (laughs) (laughs) Say what's good. (laughs) Say what's up to the people, man. Yo, that was the intro. That was the intro you wrote. <laughs> I don't know why I came up with such a. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, that was a good. Oh my god! Hey, say what up to the people. Hey, what's man. up, guys? That was. A... <laughs> I think that was probably the best intro in the history of the show. Jesus Christ! Hey, I, mean, I don't tears. know what made me want to write this intro, but I knew I needed something to kick off this episode. The energy levels have been pretty low, so I'll go into that by saying shout out to the sponsor, you know, Guayaki yes, for sir. the Yerba Mate, keeping the energy levels high for the boys. Thank you guys for the support. But hey, guys, we are back. Episode 119. I hope you guys love the intro. Um, my energy is at an all-time low right now, but I'm trying to get it up. You know, we got a lot to talk about this episode. It's a new year. I'm trying to get the energy levels up. Let me correct myself. But hey, man, how you feeling? Uh, How you doing? I know it's been I know it's been a a week, and you've been pressing me to record this. Yeah, I mean, uh, hasn't it been like two weeks? Because we recorded the no, no, my bro, come on, bro. I'm just trying to be transparent. I'm trying to, trying to be transparent. I promised the people that we would do this every week. Uh, all right. Yeah. I, I mean, I texted you. I texted you last week, and I was like, "Hey, are we gonna do the episode?" And we we're like, "Yeah, we're gonna get to it." And then the day came around, and I don't think I don't even think we mentioned it to I, each I don't other. Know if those were my even though we exact talked words, <laughs> but I did say tomorrow at least three times. Yeah. So but it's good. We're here. You know, I'm super tired yeah, too. Here. I have no idea why. It's just, I don't know. Energy levels are yeah, super low right now for some reason, but we're going to, you know. Yerba's about to get us, you know, get us yeah, right. I'm drinking um, one right now, so. Oh, man. It's like, so lucky. I'm drinking um, water infused with lemon <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have any Yerba's in my possession. And I'm trying to get something that nice. cl- that tastes as close as possible to the lemon elation quacky yerba mate flavor. Hit the cha-ching button for me real quick, man. Holy shit, that was on point. But let's get into some streetwear topics for today, guys, because it is the new year. A lot has been going on. Um, if you guys have been watching the news... Um, a lot of crazy shit has been going on. I'm not going to go too far into detail. Um, I was actually watching this really amazing thing that CNN put on um, that literally covered from, you know, the early morning of what we're all assuming I'm talking about is the storming of the Capitol, right? All the way up into the final hours of like it ending. And I thought that was really amazing. But that's not what we're talking about today. But I'm just saying, like, for those of you that, are, you know, are feeling a certain way about, you know, everything that's been going on in the news, turn that off. All right. Listen to us. Put your headphones on because we're going to talk about some really good shit today. New year. Right. We talked about the new year. How's 2021 for you thus far? 11 days in. Yeah. How is it for you? Um, 
a lot less productive than I would hope for. <laughs> to be all resolutions out the yeah. door, everything gone. <laughs> Let's I restart. Mean, yeah, I mean, if we're being, tra- you know, what it was I think it was just waking up on January first with a hangover, and I think that just set the tone for like the past week and a half. You know what I mean? Like I was just in bed on January first, head was throbbing. I just it wasn't a good time, and I I don't <laughs> think I started the new year on the right foot, but. You know, here's to hoping that I bounce back from that. Um, I don't know. It sounds like I'm kind of sick right now. I feel like I sound different. I don't know. We'll see. Weird vibes. Energy super low. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. No, it's been you, like you, you and maybe like 80% of the world's population probably feel the same after waking hey, up. Hey, look, man. They, they, the they, they, they stormed the Capitol. Everything's off the table. <laughs> Hey, like Ben Baller says, today is currently December 42nd, 2020. <laughs> it is not January 11th, 2021. We are currently still in the same bullshit that we thought that we were going to escape from a month prior. But it's all good. We're here to not save the day, but to alleviate you <laughs> from and anybody else from going into a dark place. And so that's why we're going to spend today's episodes talking about online shopping because i feel like for a lot of people myself included that is my happy place that is my ability to kind of like zone out and do what i assume i do best which is hunting for deals <laughs> a lot of window shopping and just kind of you know seeing what's out there what's on sale who's dropping what it, it, it just it's all encompassing um and that's kind of what I want to talk about. We came on uh, to an article recently, five minutes ago, um, <laughs> put on by the Business of Fashion, probably one of our one of my personal favorite um, sites to to basically just find insider information in industry news. Um, unfortunately, they. <laughs> Decided to put up a fucking paywall oh, on my no. IP address. So now I can't <laughs> view any article in in-depth um, as much as I want to. But hey, all we need is I the mean, headlines now. I mean, yeah. right? So we're going to do our best um, to get through this because, first of all, just reading the headline alone, the future of online shopping already brings up a multitude of different um, opinions. Um but I want to start with you first and kind of go down your average online shopping experience. Like, how, like if you could walk it, walk the listener through. Sure. Where do you typically start? You know, like where do you typically end? Whether it's, you know, maybe you're just doing a, like a quick search or maybe you're browsing for five plus hours like what does that process usually look like for you when you got some money in your pocket you know the stimmy hits yes, i know for sir. a lot of you the stimulus check hits a lot of you went straight to the the site you know like what's your like thought process when you're like you got some money and you're trying to go buy something um i don't know i mean for me at least recently for the past couple of months i've been doing a lot of window shopping but you know considering my circumstances and my uh, newfound financial freedom—I to put that in the 
best it's the best possible way i can describe that not having to pay for certain not, not having to pay for certain things that's the greatest term i've ever heard i won't uh i won't go into the details but um yeah i don't know it, it usually it usually comes from me like scrolling on you know the internet looking at something be like okay this maybe i'll look for like some sort of concept like okay this you know these like nylon pants with like the bungee cord at the bottom so you can cinch them looks kind of sick with the clarks with the wallabies and i'll be like okay gotta find the pants gotta find the wallabies Mm. so then i'm you know or sometimes i'll reference like a um i follow like these really obscure like instagram pages that specialize in like one thing so for instance i follow this page from jamaica and they're like the whole Instagram page is dedicated to, to Clark's like wallabies, like desert Whoa. boot. Like it's dedicated to the, like that, that thing. And they talk about like the collabs, like the, like more of like the limited edition ones and the, like the history behind them. And so I find, usually find inspiration from that. And that leads me to this wormhole of online shopping of trying to find something similar or just kind of exploring almost looking for, something that's interesting or something that catches my eye. Um, and then obviously following that once I've narrowed it down to like, okay, I want this specific shoe or whatever. Then that's the part when I look for the best deal. All right. Who's got afterpay? Is it on sale somewhere? Mm. Like, you know, what kind of, you know, how can I finesse it? So that way I'm paying less for this thing that I really want. And so that's kind of like a typical, online shopping experience for me um so you kind of start with the with the fit already in mind yeah like you kind of like visualize like maybe it's something that you already currently own right. and you're looking at how can i wear this in a different way right. and what like article of clothing do i need to like fulfill this vision that i have? no yeah definitely i would say that's how i do most of my online shopping is that i imagine myself like okay so i'm wearing this fit and to really like pull this look together, I need this. I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna go out and look mm. for it. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I can't just think about this one specific look. I have to think about, okay, am I really gonna get utility out of these? As opposed to just like, all right, I wore the one fit that I had in mind. Cool, going yeah. into the closet, and you know what I mean. So it's it's you know it's um it's it's a lot of checks and balances, you know. Um, Interesting. Which are, which are rare these days, apparently. <laughs> um. <laughs> now, you make a good point, which is, it's kind of funny that you say it like that, because I would assume that when you go into that process, you would have to have at least two to three different thematically (laughs) i don't know why i stressed on that so hard but thematically speaking you would have to encapsulate multiple trends within that article of clothing like you're not just thinking like i'm gonna wear this one way and i'm gonna only wear it that one way like every time especially if you're gonna get something that's like more versatile and, and 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 uh and shit like that so is that like what you're thinking also is like th- I could wear this to a dinner. I could wear this to the club. I can wear this to, you know, a baseball game. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, of course I have like those impulse purchases where I'm just like, okay, you know what? I really like this. I'm going to buy it. And you know, I'm, I'm a fan of indulging myself as much as the next person, but, um, 
And clothes, right? Just clothes. And clothes. I mean, and other things too, but we won't get, <laughs> we won't get into that. That's, that's the other podcast. Um, but um, yeah, I, you know, I really have to keep myself in check and make sure that it's something that I, well, obviously I don't need any more clothes or shoes or whatever, but something that I really want and something that I'm going to get use out of, um, whether that's like I can wear it to a dinner or wear it to the club and wear it to, I don't know, a bar mitzvah. I don't know, like whatever, you know? So. Okay. Site wise. Right. Where do you, where do you typically start? And, and I know you said like, I have the product in mind. Right. So it already narrows it down to like a select few, right. whether it's like, you know, the the brand's homepage online shop yep. or, you know, other, you know, variety retailers. But where do you typically start? Um, usually I like to I've been shopping at a lot of like UK stores recently. So like Goodhood is a really good store. It's a good one. Um. I love their site and I love like I love what they do like they they do such a great job of like styling and they do all these really mm. great looks that they um you know that a lot of other websites or brands don't take the time to do um they just say okay here's a you know here's a flat image of the product there you go but uh they don't take the time to really show you how to wear it and how it can be styled so I appreciate Goodhood for that and that's why I like shopping there um a good one it really yeah it's cool to get not only shop there but get some inspiration even if i'm not buying anything so that's a really good one Mm -hmm. um and is always really good they just carry so many the variety on end is amazing they carry so many different brands um everything from like nike and converse on the lower tier end to like uh i think they carry like rick owens and just any anything you could think of the chair no i'm definitely not we're going to (laughs) I'm not <laughs> sitting on Rick Owens' face. <laughs> no, good good point, though. Um, and for the longest time, I didn't know it was an actual retail store, uh, like physical location. Um, but definitely, that that's definitely one of my favorites. Um, the, just the online shopping experience there <clears throat> is really easy to use, and it's not, like, overly cool. You know what I mean? Like, my personal experience with online shopping has been there are sites that are really easy to use. And this goes into a whole, you know, user experience design um, that's very important for online shopping for anybody that's into web and all that other shit. And then there's the other side where it's like your website is strictly like, although like, the brand itself is very creative and takes on a certain persona to be like, we are so cool that our website and shop has to match how cool that we are. And so the normal and more conventional way of online shopping is something that we're not going to attach ourselves to because we are so cool. Those sites suck. (laughs) Those sites are ridiculously hard to use. They do not make the idea of web browsing or, you know, window shopping that it, it's not possible with these sites because it requires so much additional energy. And it's almost as if it's like a puzzle that you have to figure out in order 
to even add something to your cart. Like every process of it is really difficult. When I was younger, I would say like early high school years, I used to go on to the Supreme site. Obviously I didn't, and, and this is like a user error, but I didn't know anything about their Thursday launch days. I knew nothing about like the cadence for how they did releases and like when seasons ended and when they started. So that's my personal fault for not doing the education there. But when I would go onto the Supreme website, that shit was mad confusing because I would see a product in the view all, you know, uh, shop perspective. And right when I would click on something, it would automatically say sold out. I would click on, you know, the next color iteration would say sold out. And in my head, I'm just like, why is this shit still here if it's sold out? Like, it's such a, it was, at first, it was such a confusing, a confusing way of shopping. And don't get me wrong, like, the in-store shopping experience at Supreme is just as fucking confusing. <laughs> I've gotten yelled at for, for, for touching shit that's on a hanger when I'm just like, I want to, I want to try this on. Like, is this even, is this a heavy cotton? Like, you know, so. Do they even let you try shit on there? Uh, no, I don't think I've ever tried anything on personally. Yeah. Which is just, and that's what I mean. <laughs> like the the experience behind some of these shops that are quote unquote too cool can really deter a person from even adding something to the card or even wanting to come back to the website. Now, you know, you mentioned end <clears throat> really great shopping experience. Um, there's a lot of like these, um, I like to call them startup streetwear brands, kind of like the lower tier having like really, you know. Um, made it insanely big they're kind of like keeping maintaining that like independent artist um mentality but like some of those more of like like the stray rat site like is really easy to use like those those like really great shopping experiences come from websites that make the shopping experience easier for the consumer they want to see the lookbook they want to see the preview of all the items they want to see a price and they want to be able to add it to cart you know like you could still make that that aspect of it cool but don't make it difficult for people to fucking shop it you know what i mean yeah. like and i oh, don't get me wrong i love this guy his name is splay he's the visual uh user experience designer for supreme and cave Empt. but the cave Empt website and online store it's is so horrible. hard to navigate it is completely and utterly just disgusting on how you would even shop that site you have a million pictures scrolling across your screen like it's the fucking matrix and it's just like how do you even click on something how do you you know like, i don't even think my laptop could load that website like if i tried right now i don't think my laptop would crash no, it would it would literally make a computer running on windows 98 explode <laughs> if you were to go into kvm.com on your old windows computer it'd probably blow up like that's how complicated that it's not to say that it's bad like aesthetically cool like as it is awesome but from a user perspective and like i want to buy something from kvamp.com it's like no that's that shit is way too complicated but personal experience aside when we talk about online shopping there are three core elements that i think that come into mind now obviously we go back to the same online retailers for one thing and that's availability right we always know that whenever we go there they have the current season stuff they have 
I mean, and this is a big thing for us, a really, really good sales section. And I think that product obviously is one of the reasons why we go there. The second reason is just the, the brand and what they stand for, I think is a big thing too. Like there's so many brands that sell, you know, Nike, right? Obviously we go back to the same ones because we may fuck with the brand. Obviously maybe Nike is a bad example, but what's another brand that you could say like you only go to this particular retailer to buy that brand, even though, you know, a dozen others also sell that mm, brand. Like, uh, I mean like Stussy, like I think for mm, me at least, like I won't buy Stussy from an, another website if i can buy it online on stussy's website and even when it's like even really? when it's sold out like even when it's a particular item from stussy's sold out like i i'll go into another website and i'll be like mm, i'm kind of good like i don't for some reason it's just like that third party website selling stussy just doesn't you know i don't know what it is it's just something about it i don't tend to do that I don't know. You think that the brand is like, it's almost like tarnished if it's not being bought directly from them. Maybe. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe it's because it's like, okay, it's like, it's like me virtually walking into like a, um, what the fuck is that store called? Uh, like a PacSun and buying like a Stussy t-shirt. You know what I mean? Oof. Like I, I get it. Like, like who am I going to, or which store do I want to be seen walking into? Like PacSun or the Stussy store? Like probably the Stussy store, but that's just me. That's just on some superficial, like, you know, superficial bullshit. Oh, but you make that you make a good point there because, you know, those brands, even if we're we're both buying the same brand, right? Say we're both buying Stussy. The brands that we buy them from are also brands that embody like who we are and what we want to support. True. Because at the end of the day, these are brands that could be local locally owned businesses, right? Our small businesses that sell Stussy for me in, you know, in um, in the Bay Area would be like the Bows and Arrows, right? Like I could go to a store, maybe even like 20, 30 minutes away that sells the same thing for probably a little bit cheaper, but this is the local store that I want to support. So And that's in relation to like online stores too. Like some of these, and another thing that I want to get into right now is a lot of these brick and mortar stores that, you know, could be your local uh, streetwear shop or whatever. They're now online, like in a year, a year plus, maybe even a couple months, like even your favorite, you know, Instagrammer that used to, that probably sold shirts out of his trunk. They all have functioning online shopping experiences. So I want to talk about that now. I want to talk about this this kind of like uh, rebellious way of buying and, well, we want to focus on the buying aspect, so we'll stick with buying. But then this rebellious way of buying through Instagram. Do you find yourself using Instagram more than going to a www dot to like, go straight to buying an item. There's the new feature on Instagram to shop directly from the image. There's the hot links where you can purchase and shit like that. Have you ever used that in a, uh, uh, to, to purchase? Um, I actually just utilized it a couple of weeks ago. I know I was like talking 
huge shit about it a couple episodes ago but um saying that like nobody wants that feature but i actually used it a couple weeks ago and <laughs> it was okay it wasn't like crazy anything there wasn't anything crazy about it but um i used it to buy this like quilted jacket from the hundreds actually that they posted um like maybe last week or a week and a half ago and um it was from their archive of their greatest hits sort of archive that they're doing on their website right now where they post Ooh. like uh their vintage pieces some older archive stuff um that's been long sold out or maybe never released and um yeah that was the only opportunity i had to use that feature so i mean the experience overall was decent but i wouldn't you know i'm not like this is the future of shopping um so I think still wearing the hundreds. Yeah, I mean it's, it doesn't it doesn't have a logo on it or anything. It's just like this oh. quilted jacket. It's really nice, like this denim quilted jacket. I'll just, I'll I'll wear it next time. Um, I mean, to make sure you to you, send you know. me, um, huh? you know, a link. No, it's it was it was literally <laughs> the only one. They only had one on the site, so I bought it. Interesting. Yeah. So sorry i don't get no text no update, nah, 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 archives nah. archives they one of ones nah, but it's all nah. good but i got bobby will send it bobby yeah send we're it. copy copy uh <laughs> but um yeah i mean going back to the topic of um utilizing obviously the internet to buy and sell things uh especially for like smaller brands maybe people who are just starting out uh obviously it's a great tool for them to use and it may, I don't know. I feel like it's a great way to bypass the traditional need of like, Hey, I'm trying to get my t-shirt into your store. Like, can we sit down and like work something out instead? Mm -hmm. Now it's just, you're the one making the t-shirts. Great. You can sell them online and have immediate access to your customers or potential customers. And I think that's, that's great for a lot of smaller brands and, Obviously, for people who are looking to buy things, you know, like trucker hats are huge right now. Rugs, like I see every, like all those businesses popping off because of this sort of, you know, everybody's online shopping now. So it's an interesting, it's interesting to see how this is going to continue and if it will continue going on uh, later this year and the next year after that. Nah, you you make a good point when you're when we're talking about just the sort of the transformation of what streetwear originally started as and we're kind of making a full circle moment for what it currently is right because there were no retailers or shops that were designated for you know screen printed graphic t-shirts or you know custom made air force ones you know what i mean like there wasn't like a shop that was like designated to sell that it, when when that first started to become a thing i mean the smoke shop is a different story but in the sense of you know i want to start this brand i'm going to screen print this shirt with this graphic or this saying that i think is really interesting oh shit i gotta pitch this to a barney's or um or fucking like my favorite streetwear shop that sells a bunch of, or my favorite shop that sells a bunch of shit like nah there's no way they're gonna take this right but now like you're saying you have a t-shirt, you want to make a graphic, you can 
source it yourself. You can start an Instagram page and literally DM people and use Venmo or QuickPay or Cash App or whatever, Apple Pay. And that could be your online shopping experience. And nowadays, like for me personally, that is like literally my top three ways of of buying and selling. Like I'm going to send you a DM. Like I want that. Like, you know, like ship it. Here's the address. Like I'll send you the money via whichever payment system. And that's it. Like no paper trail, like no nothing. (laughs) Like just like, let me get my shit and like, let's move on. Like, you know, like obviously before that, like, when this sort of exper- the the shopping experience for like secondhand goods and um, and everything, when you're using things like Nike Talk and Hypebeast forums, is literally like PayPal invoice, which literally is one of the worst things ever invented. Um, I hate it to this day. <laughs> um, but now that we've sort of advanced into like a platform like Instagram, Facebook Marketplace, I don't know who's buying selling shit on Twitter, but to use those things to start and sort of keep your business going is is great. And one of the things that I found recently is like you could use people are using TikTok to like buy buy shit now. Like you'll see like your favorite inf- TikTok influencer um, wearing a specific outfit, and there's the direct links on where to go buy it. Like that shit's really really cool. Oh yeah. Are we gonna start personal TikToks? Probably not. Like, you yeah. know, but if somebody wants to throw us the bag for a TikTok, like, I mean, probably I, I can learn yeah. a dance. <laughs> Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little 10 second dance for a bag. I'm down. Um, <laughs> but aside, aside from that feature and one thing that I that both of us are very, very fond of and probably one of the greatest additions to purchasing streetwear or high fashion is multiple payment systems and you kind of talked about it for like a brief second when you mentioned afterpay right but whether it's afterpay klarna sezzle quad pay and i could even name the, the sites where you could use those at those are the saving grace for streetwear shops and i this this may sound completely you know completely wrong for the people that are like yo man if if you can't afford it why are you buying it or you know like if you can't buy it more if you can't buy it three times then you can't afford it those are the same people that post like the same like elon musk quote or whatever on their ig story like every (laughs) week it's those the same diddy quote the same video the same diddy diddy quote every week Saying if you're not hustling, then whatever. Shut up, man. Like, let me spend my money how I want to spend my money, okay? Yeah, 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 exactly. And even if I can't afford it, this, like, the day that I want to buy it doesn't mean I can't afford it in, within yeah, four doesn't weeks. Yeah, does not mean my future self? By the end of the month, I can afford it? Like, give me Yo, some Yo, if time, anything, it's you know, more motivation like, for me to go out there and grind, you know what I mean? Like, I got to pay off this. A perfect, perfect point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Here are some benefits, personal benefits, and 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 then you give me your, um, your the reasons why you like sure. using it. But personally, for me, online shopping, I think the biggest thing, at, at least when people started to lean more towards online shopping versus shopping in like brick and mortars, is that you don't always know your sizing. 
And when you're shopping the brands that we shop, whether it be from Japan <laughs> or European or maybe even some obscure domestic United States brand that decides to label their things in numbers <laughs> with no size charts, you don't know your sizing all the time. There is no universal sizing. Brands do not just meet at a national streetwear convention and say, okay, a size medium waist is 32 through 35, and that's how we're going to market it. Like, no, that, that doesn't happen. Everybody has their own cuts, their own sizing, their own materials are sized differently. What these p multiple payment systems allow you to do is say you want to buy a $500 pair of jeans, right? And we've all been there. I spend a lot of money on this item of clothing, right? I buy it. The transaction goes through. You get an alert. It says, you sure you want to spend $500 <laughs> on this piece of shit? And you say, yes, of course, Chase. This is what I want to do, right? So you, the payment goes through. You get the pants. You're out $500. You get the pants. You can't even fit your fucking leg through the hole. <laughs> what do you do then, right? Post office is, is closed for the weekend. Maybe there's a holiday, right you're, you're holding on to these pants for another five six days and then you have to worry about shipping which could take another three four days and on top of that processing the return and then getting your money back which which could take a whole nother week right? it's like it's like a month process for sure exactly yeah. right i still haven't gotten a return on a pair of boots that i returned over a month <laughs> ago and so think about when you're a person who might have gotten you know, that $500 for Christmas from, from grandma, right? And she says not to spend it all in one place, but you care more about the drip Shut than up, you care grandma. about your education and saving. Yeah, your savings, right? <laughs> Shut up, grandma, right? You're out $500. And I'm not saying like, when I say out, that means like you do not have possession of that thing <laughs> anymore. You do, you, it, it, when you look in your bank account, it is minus 500 in red, right? <laughs> But what if there was a system where you could pay $80 and get that $500 item shipped to you, right? And, and even if you don't have the full 500, maybe, you know, you have the $80 right now and then maybe you're, you're, you're making an investment or, or, or Tesla hits big, right? The stock exchange pops off and your one share at Tesla turns into an, an extra Seven hundred dollars. Hey, why are you like, dragging you me right now? <laughs> I'm taking you through the whole journey. You know, this is what goes through my mind <laughs> when I'm trying to figure out if I want to spend five hundred dollars okay. on a pair of jeans. But, but, but to to finish off my point, because I'm sure you guys <laughs> completely get it, <laughs> is that the benefit here is that you don't have to unload all your money on an item that you are completely unsure of, right? Obviously. You got to do your research and all those things. But if it, if it doesn't fit and it doesn't work for you and you got to ship it back, that process we all know is terrible and we hate going through it. And oftentimes doesn't benefit us in our favor because we will have to pay for the shipping and all that shit. But that's, that is probably one of the biggest reasons why I like using it because then I can order multiple things. I could buy it, try it on, actually kind of live with it for a second, right? Because you can't just like try on something at a store and, and, and like walk around in it and wear it and all that other shit. So th that's like one of the, the benefits for, for me personally. That's, that's one of the things that I think is like the greatest part about using payment systems. It's just 
Isn't what, that what Leia what what is? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so your favorite benefit of using a payment system is literally what they're designed for. Copy wait. that. N- wait, is the idea behind these things, though, like a trial period? Or is it more like... We're trying to benefit you financially. What do you mean, like a trial period? Yeah, because I'm looking at it from the sense of I'm going to pay $40 right. Right, instead of 200 right off the bat to basically get this item, try it on, see if I like it. If it works, then I'll continue to pay off the rest. Or maybe I get it, you know, I... Uh, I might not have the time to like really try it on or maybe like the event that I'm going to wear it to isn't for, you know, another week or so. So I don't know if I really need it. Maybe the wedding gets canceled. Do I need this suit, this thousand dollar suit anymore? I probably don't. I can, then I can, you know, return it. And I'm not out of that, that the entirety of that money. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's more of like a, like you give us a little bit of money. We'll give you the item. You test it out. See if you fully like it. If you like it a lot, you pay us the rest. Kind of like leasing a car. And I think that that business model kind of works <laughs> when it comes to dealing with some with uncertainty with clothing. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think that's... Um, I mean, I think, yes, that's one of the benefits. But I think one of the... Like you said, like the main benefit of it is being able to pay in an installment. So that way, you know, mm-hmm. you have... You know, you have a smaller chunk missing from your wallet initially when you first purchase that item um and you know like and that's the thing with me it gets really competitive when i'm trying to figure out what site to buy from like i mentioned earlier if a site has afterpay i'm more likely going to go use that site that has afterpay even if it's exactly. even if it's like maybe like five dollars more i'm mean like okay but they have afterpay and that five dollar difference doesn't Man. really matter if i can save a little bit of money right now. See, that's the thing. That's a dollar twenty-five split up yeah. against four, like four payments. Like, of course, I'm getting one day shipping. Right. Like, right. You're, you're telling me you, I, I could split up twenty bucks across four days, like or four weeks. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, and I think give me that shit. Tomorrow. I think that's the appeal too. Is the instant gratification of like, yep. You feel you don't feel as bad when you use Afterpay for making a big purchase. You know what I mean? Like. Normally, if I bought like an $800 pair of jeans, not saying that I do, because I don't think I have any $800 pair of, uh, pairs of jeans, but <laughs> if I was the type of person to do that, and I wasn't filthy rich, but I was, you know, had a comfortable salary, normally I would feel bad about paying that amount of money for a pair of jeans. But with Afterpay, mm-hmm. I might be more willing to indulge myself in this $800 pair of jeans, knowing that I only have to pay, what's 800 divided by four? Uh, two two hundred now, you know what yeah. I mean. So I think that's what it is too. It it just provides you that sense of like security. Like it it's gonna be okay. Like you know it's only it's only it's only a little bit right now, and then next month we're gonna take a little bit. And then month after that, and the month after that, and you're done. And that's <laughs> and it. that's how you res- that's how you end up in credit card debt. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but don't don't okay. But don't don't. Some of them do like a credit check beforehand or no? Nah. <laughs> I feel like one of them, I feel like I used one one time 
and they did a credit check and they were like, okay, this is how much you're approved for. And I was like, okay. So a firm okay. is the one that does credit checks. Okay. And uh, they basically allow you to pay monthly. So the difference between that of like an Affirm and like an Afterpay, Klarna, Sezzle, QuadPay is that they don't check anything, right? They say this person has to give us their debit card information because they have to make the purchase, obviously. So we have that on file. So we're going to allot you, let's say the jeans are 200 right? We're going to allot you $1,000 to use. It's kind of like a free free credit. It's right. the, uh, you're paying with, you're playing with house money there, okay. right? So they say, here's 1,000. You, you, you use 200 on your, on your jeans. Now you have 800 to play with. So then they, then they go like, okay, well, you can continue shopping on this site that, you know, we accept or uh, that we are working with. Or you could use it on these sites that also have the same products that you like that also take Afterpay or whatever. And so then you end up from spending that, that mere $200 that you spread across, you know, uh, eight weeks or whatever. Now, all of a sudden, you find yourself at the end of eight weeks technically spending $1,000. So there's like the, you, you gain that, that, that kind of like here's free money go use it but you don't realize that you gotta have to actually pay it back so i guess that's the the, the minor difference and minor downside but um but yeah i would say like for the most part though like for myself i'm not gonna use afterpay on like one t-shirt that i already know my size and you know know how it fits and everything like that like that's not what i'm saying to use it but for those of you that are, you know, being experimental with different brands and different styles and silhouettes, and even when it comes to shoes, I think this is a big piece too, because we all know that shoe sizing is super weird. So why not, you know, like return it, they return your money back and it's a very easy process. And probably one of the reasons why I find online shopping so appealing nowadays right. I mean, why do it so much? Uh, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm not going... Hey, if they offered Afterpay in-store, I oh, might man. have to, but also, I would feel like I would be semi-embarrassed, like, walking up, and then the cashier is like, okay, your total is going to be $800. I'm like, you guys do Afterpay, right? Like, you you kind of have to lower your voice a little bit, right? And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do, do Afterpay. Like, That's a good and then, point. <laughs> And then the cashier is just like yelling. She's like, "Oh, you want to do afterpay? Okay." Like, oh <laughs> no! <laughs> when your credit card gets declined in the club, yeah. and it's like all the music just got shut yeah, off, and everybody's the, looking at the, you, the like, DJ scratch, and it's like, Hur? <laughs> "Oh yeah. no!" But um, nah, um it's like it's gonna be like a secret hand signal yeah. when I want to use like afterpay in, in the uh, in the store. I'm gonna just like give her like one of those like a uh, umpire baseball signals. And then they'll just have to, they'll just have to <laughs> divide my shit up into four, please. <laughs> for me, again, these payment systems are really appealing. Uh, you guys have to tell us like your personal experience with these. If you guys look, uh, if you guys like look down on people that use them, if you guys personally use them, um, some like benefits, pros and cons, things of that nature. It's still a fairly new system. 
you know i think for the most part a lot of the streetwear sites that we frequent a lot have it bodega hype beast or hbx sorry their their web store um noah just started recently using oh, afterpay and that was something that afterpay was advertising heavily with their partnership um so these brands are doing it for a reason um they're very in tune with who their audiences are and the in the amount of buying power the amount of buying power that these 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 consumers do have so there is a science behind it it's not them just saying like let's you know, like these people can't afford our shit. So like, like, let's help them afford it. It's more in the sense of like, this is how people buy nowadays, right? We buy on impulse. We may not want to commit hev- uh, completely to particular items or brands. And it really takes the brand to sell us completely in order for us to like fully buy into it. And, you know, just because a brand releases a really cool product doesn't mean like that's my new favorite brand. Right. You know, it takes a while. And so these payment systems kind of, it's like the brands reminding you, hey, we're still cool. Like, hey, you remember us? You know what I mean? Like, remember why you bought from us, right? Like two weeks later, it's like a little, like a little email that says, hello, like, <laughs> remember that drip you wore last week? Like, yeah, that's us. Right. Like, make sure you pay us. But also, here's other stuff that we release. So there, there's a, there's a strategy behind why, why brands do this. And, and I'm a personal fan of it. Um, and I hope that more brands adopt this type of stuff. Maybe, maybe not in the sense of like luxury brands. Cause like, again, like you were mentioning Nate, like if I'm in a store and I'm buying something for a thousand dollars and you know, they're that I purchase it with like straight up. And then the person behind me is paying in installments. Like I'm looking at it like, wait, like, is this not like some limited shit? Like I want something that nobody else can get. Like not fucking billy joe who <laughs> you know got the fucking stimmy checks every every week you know yeah. what i mean like it's it's just one of those things where it starts to uh i hope it doesn't get close to luxury fashion even though it's not even something that i'm indulging <laughs> so i speak for those that uh that aren't buying it but for those of you that are if that's something you prefer then hey more power to you all right. Well, <laughs> um, but that brings on the last topic, which is uh, a form of, of of purchasing online that I've actually never tried, but has always seemed really interesting. They have these things for everything from, you know, animal toys to food services to a sock subscription services but uh, a brand that goes by the name of scarce is releasing a high-end streetwear mystery box so kind of along the same lines of some of these other subscription boxes you pay for a certain amount of money Um, it ranges from 298 to two thousand dollars and what they do is they include high-end streetwear and fashion overstock from your favorite brands it could be off-white it could be balenciaga i mean they had needles track pants in there and they literally package and curate a selection of items in relation to the amount that you pay and you get that shipped to your house now personally like i can't just like even even if a brand if they were going to send me a brand that i did like eight out of ten times and I'll give this give them a benefit of the doubt here by giving them one more. 
I'm probably not going to like it. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm probably not going to like it. What do you think? Would would you personally like spend that money not knowing what you're going to get, even if it is the brand that you want? No, I don't think so. And I don't know. There's just some sort of like mistrust there or skepticism because obviously this whoever's sending me this box doesn't know me they're just throwing random things into a box right then i'm paying for it um yeah so obviously there's a bit of skepticism there i I think from anybody who subscribes to these sorts these sorts of services um because again it's literally a mixed bag you don't know what you're gonna get Mm um even if it was like even if it was Noah, like I'm on the Noah website, they're like, hey, we're doing a mystery box for like $300. Even then I would be sort of skeptical because just because I like the brand doesn't mean I like every single thing that they do. And yeah. there's, I feel, I have a strong inclination to believe that at least the, uh, the majority of those items are going to be kind of trash, at least to me, you know, so... And again, like I said, nobody, this other person doesn't know you. They don't know your style. They don't know how you like to wear things. So it's just, it's, it's something that's definitely not for me. No, that's a good point. Like that Noah mystery box is going to be a fucking bucket hat, some seersucker shorts and like some loafers. And I'm like, yo, I don't wear any of that. (laughs) Like, what did I just pay for? And a good example of that is like, you know, Diamond Supply Co. used to do mystery boxes for Black Friday. And I would remember just like you would have like really die hard Diamond Supply Co. heads just waiting days in front of the Black Friday line, getting these mystery boxes, which, you know, like retail price could be $500, but you're paying, you know, 150 which in reality is a, whole, a shit ton of product, but you know, how do you know that any of the product is stuff that you're going to like, right? Well, one of the pieces w- which I find really interesting and why this sort of this scarce business model um, could potentially work is that a lot of the items that they're shipping to you, whether it be, you know, something that you wanted or didn't want is that they all have resale value which is like a really interesting dynamic to to incorporate because that means that you're not always stuck with what you get. And those are oftentimes the negative sides of why people don't like participating in these things is because, all right, I paid all this money and this is stuff that I don't even like, like I'm shit out of luck, right? But th- this, this package, you can actually resale and actually make more money from it. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you do you find that as like a pretty cool benefit, like and kind of unique to streetwear and high fashion alone? Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think obviously there's some merits to it. Um, again, like you're getting a sort of more bang for your buck in that sense. Um, you, you know, like as far as like value goes, um, but. I don't know. It it really depends. Like it depends. I think I need to know more about how like the fine tune sort of workings of this mechanism of like, I give you a box 
and it's valued at this and we'll sell it to you for this. Like I, I need to know more about like what goes into, into that process. But, um, I think if, I think it's great for people who are maybe trying to explore and maybe are new to like the streetwear fashion, uh, scene and they're trying to figure out what they like, what they don't like. And I think that's a good way of, um, not only getting variety, but getting, um, value for your dollar. Um, that's a great, it's a great way to sort of explore and see what's out there. Um, having somebody do that for you, uh, and you know, being able to try out different brands and see what really sticks for you and what doesn't. And even better that you can do it at a price that's fairly reasonable. And if not, you know, if like there's something you don't like, like, you know, like you said, uh, resell it for that, for the appropriate value. So I think it's, it's good. But I think it only caters to certain people. Like for me, for us, I don't yeah. think that really appeals to us because we, we we've sort of honed in on what we like and who we are, like what our style is. So we would just go directly to the source, you know what I mean, and just skip that exactly. middleman. Exactly. And yeah. that's why. And and yeah, that's no, why no, I was asking you earlier, like, what's the incentive to do this? And for us, at least, I'm like, no, there really isn't any incentive um, mm-hmm. other than the saving money part. And also, I guess, like, buying the overstock and whatever, like, past seasons. Um, but, I mean, I think for us, it doesn't really... There's no appeal, you know? There's not a huge draw to do something like that when we can just... We know what we like, we know what works for us, and we're just going to go straight to the source and figure it out ourselves. So, I mean, that's my take on it. No, that that... I think that latter half is a really good point because obviously one of the reasons why we we don't really we don't really like getting ourselves into those types of situations because it just brings us back to those memories of being a kid opening up that pack of pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh cards and not getting what you paid for right we always want the big shiny first edition card but we're but we just we want the card like we want we don't want everything that comes with it the the the, the extra energy cards that we already have a million of like we want what we're going to pay for and for people like us that already know what we want like you said, we're going straight to the source. We're going to that shop. We're going to the online store and we're going to make that purchase knowing exactly what we're going to get. Because for us, being in this this game for a little bit longer than that of somebody who's just discovering streetwear is that we've gone through the trials and errors of buying from brands that may be subpar having quality items and non-quality items. So we have enough uh, know-how and where to go and not and have opportunities of not having to waste our time with that stuff. It's not saying that scarce is a, is a company that's going to waste your time. But I think for those people that are interested in what they're already interested in, and maybe they have their own methods of searching out brands and, and maybe they're into thrifting and things like that. Maybe this isn't for you, but when you bring up that target consumer, Nate, it's funny because you know, in the in the um, the complex article that talks about scarce, one of the first things that they mention after being asked that question is it's multi-targeted, and it's more so around those late teens, kind of younger people um, who 
haven't had the chance to experience brands like Off-White. Maybe they're still kind of circulating around that area, not to say that this is a bad thing, but circulating around the area of things like the hundreds, Diamond Supply, Stussy, like the 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 lower tier, uh, like Malware Stussy um, clothing. And maybe they have higher aspirations for wearing brands like Off-White or what their favorite celebrity is wearing. So this gives them an opportunity to do that instead of, you know, spending $200 on one piece, they could spend $200 and hopefully get three pieces of luxury and and make something out of that. Maybe that's the beginning of their collection type thing. So I do see upsides to this for, you know, kind of getting that community of kids who are maybe still learning or not yet there to a point where they can start to venture off and branch off to the brands that they will actually go out and pay full for um or maybe through payment plans whatever <laughs> whichever you float your boat um but i think there is like the, there's definitely an upside and downside to it but what i will say is that if anybody that is working or own scarce is listening to this me and nate would love to try out your system we would do a review on the podcast an unbiased review unbiased Bias. definitely good point good point there um but we want to try it out we want to see we don't care if it's the lower tier 298 or the 2000 i would prefer the 2000 personally <laughs> um to kind of test out you know you know right off the bat would this work for me and i would want to try that out so if you guys can send over um can we customize orders I just so, like right. needles and um, capital <laughs> Needle strike pants. Uh, if you have any rude hoodies, that'd be nice. Um, I've always wanted a Balenciaga like puffer jacket, so that'd be cool. And then any off-white uh, accessories, that'd be awesome. Thank you. Um, so yeah, any, any requests from you, Nate, from the people at Scarce that are uh, that, that are, are listening? Potentially listening. <laughs> um, okay, let's do needle strike pants. Not the same color as Ryan's, um, preferably. Yeah, definitely not. Please. Um, let's do maybe a capital outerwear piece in there i don't know maybe like some capital down jacket uh and i don't know dealer's choice with the rest you know whatever you want to send me just nice yeah i mean whatever whatever you want to do let's let's i'll i'll leave you to it and um and and four packets of sauce please (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean just to kind of sum up everything everybody has their own way of shopping whether it's online in store through subscription services through dms private or not um (laughs) illegal or not (laughs) on on instagram um but in any way that you do go through with that purchase i think a lot of it pertains to you know the route that you take often dictates the types of brands that you mess with I, i i feel because where their entry points of making those purchases are or where they're going to be for their consumer. So for your independent brand, like Instagram and DMs are going to be the place where you're probably going to find them. Maybe they don't have the infrastructure for an online web store. If you're going for a highly reputable, larger ticket item, maybe going into the store, maybe going to their online store where they have breakdowns of all the measurements and all that stuff would, would be would have some importance to you so at the end of the day it all comes down to preference and the types of brands that you mess with is probably where you're going to find them for us it's i mean personally it's a fucking 
mixed cluster fuck of the types of places that we go <laughs> we'll go thrifting one weekend and be in stone island the next weekend purchasing posters which that literally doesn't make any sense but i have to ask hey, them man. for the extra large bag i'm like hey can you throw the extra large bag for yeah, a can poster? you throw my poster in there thank you i appreciate that our shopping habits aren't very conventional <laughs> just to make that very clear but yes that is our perspective on sort of the future of online shopping um, and the fact that we're able to create this entire narrative around a headline on the business of fashion and not be able to even read the full article um, says a lot. And I hope you guys enjoyed that because that was actually kind of insightful. Right. And we promise that we'll come back with a thousand times more energy in the next episode whenever that is i don't know i think we just i'll give it a week yeah i'll give it okay. i'll give it a All week right. expect the next episode within a week's right. time um now your definition of a week may be dif- different from my <laughs> definition of a week but we will keep that timeline very uh i feel like <laughs> transparent for i feel like listeners. i have to prepare like the entire day to record it's so weird it's like i have to do to like maintain focus you know what i mean if i don't do those things then it's just kind of like i fall off do you do you, do yeah, you have no experience we used to do though we used to have a routine yeah we used to have a routine when we would go record you know? oftentimes we would go shopping right. first and like you know just get the yeah. creative juices yeah. flowing look at stuff you know touch products stuff like that that's what gets the people right going. maybe we should do that maybe we should hit the streets and then record at huh? home like go shopping yeah. or just you know maybe we can we could talk to uh let's talk to scarce about creating a budget you know yeah. maybe we do a little shopping on them and uh and, <laughs> yeah and do a and little biased you know, un, i mean not unbiased review not biased review <laughs> biased can't buy us <laughs> yet oh <laughs> uh, any last words for the people before we end it uh no man hey i hope your guys you got an album to to promote no. <laughs> no. Uh, look out for nate's book he's putting it out key? It's sold at okay Outfitters. you know like i've talked to i've had a conversation with a friend um i don't know if she wants to be mentioned in this podcast or not but she probably doesn't listen to it but she told me that i should write a book like a memoir oh, about my life story and i've been thinking about it i've been thinking about it not that my life is overly interesting but it's just i think relatable in a sense so i don't know how many chapters and how how many pages i, I would condense I, I would do maybe like 10 chapters just to keep it even and then maybe like 250 pages like at most that's that's very easily digestible i would i would read right. that would so read maybe that. i don't know we'll see keep an eye out for that maybe you know that idea will turn to reality one of these days so yeah i'm down with a book i'm not not that i'm gonna be writing it but i'm, da- I'm down to read a book <laughs> definitely down to read a book on that note guys please go follow guys and gals sorry please go follow us at no chance radio on all social platforms we are on instagram twitter listed on soundcloud spotify apple podcast wherever you guys digest podcasts we are there. We are not on TikTok. We are not doing dances or showing off fits on TikTok. So unfortunately, you won't find us there. But find us everywhere else. We enjoy and appreciate you guys listening to us on a weekly basis, whether it's 
current episode or older episodes, we see those listens too. And we love um, and appreciate you guys for doing that. And on that note, that's episode 119 of the No Chance Radio Show. And we will catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.